This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. When he first moved to Northern Kentucky, Ravi Patel didn't know a single real estate agent. How did he go from that to becoming a top 1% LO in the country? In this episode, Ravi talks about the investment he made in himself and his business by throwing some of the best networking events in town. Episode 59 of Good Better Broker is coming up. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. Welcome back to Good Better Broker as we bring in Ravi Patel. He is a branch manager with U Mortgage based in the Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area. Ravi, great to have you. Oh, it's great to be here, Justin. So a little bit about you for our listeners. Nearly a decade in the mortgage industry, you joined U Mortgage and the Broker Channel from retail in March of 2023. And Ravi, you have been a top 1% LO nationally for the last five years. So lots of things going well for you and your business. And I want to start off by asking you about the vision you have for your business. Because when you and I spoke before the interview, you said that that vision is much different now from when you first got started. What do you mean by that? So uh, when I first got started, I had a zero book of business, right? So the vision there was I need to know as many people as I can possibly in that my community when it comes to real estate agents or lenders, financial planners, and things like that. So um, one thing that I learned, it's, it's easier to get 500 people in one room and let them kind of know who you are instead of the other way around. So my vision then was to grow my business uh, organically by doing events to get a ton of people in the same room so I can get them to know who I am. The visions changed obviously 10 years later. Um, I've got a team. Business has obviously exploded. Uh, now the vision is completely different. It's more about what can I do for my team? What can I pour into them? And how am I helping other loan officers grow their business? So you mentioned the focus on events, and we're going to get more into that. But that starts with knowing you have to invest money back into your business. For you, when did you realize that was going to be the case? I would say day one. Yeah, I, I've, I've had other businesses growing up and I realized like it's, it's a saying that you have to pour back into your business to grow it, right? And you always want to be six months ahead of schedule. Like if you know in six months or eight months, hey, this is what's going to happen, get ahead of it, hire up or do the events, do whatever it takes to get to that vision at that point. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because you know your your take on this is that a lot of LOs out there will actually wait until things level off or they plateau to start investing money back into their business. And, and that's probably not the right way to go about it. Yeah, I, I don't think they understand the, the hard work and time it takes to get somebody on the team, if they're a right fit, the training that it takes, right? So if you're doing three, four, five units and you know that you have the capacity to get to eight, 10, nine units, but you need a loan officer assistant, well, don't wait until you're doing nine units, right? Going higher when you're doing four and five, that way you have the time to train that loan officer assistant to get you to the numbers that you know you're capable of doing. And then it's just a different tier from there. You go from 10 units to 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 40, and so on. But you're always, like I said, you're always hiring six to eight months prior 
to seeing that vision come about at this point. Okay, so let's get into the events now because this is really uh, where you have invested the most in your business and obviously you've seen some amazing results. So tell our listeners just overall first about the approach that you have had with these events that are helping you and helping you grow. Yeah, so um, like I said, at the beginning I had zero book of business. So what I did was in the Northern Kentucky market, nobody was doing monthly happy hours. So I did, hey, third Thursday happy hours. I ended up finding a, uh, a nice Irish pub that had a great happy hour menu and uh, same place, same time, same location every month. And I would invite everybody. I'm talking about real estate agents, lenders, home inspectors, uh, home warranty people. And I did it for about two years. Uh, it started with, I think the first event had 25. And uh, at by end of it, I think we had about 125 to 130 people at these events. Uh, but it's, you're throwing a party. So when you're a host, you get to work the entire room. If you're invited to a party, you might find one or two people that you know and kind of went, go into the corner, right? So I used those couple years of doing these happy hours for everyone in the industry to know, hey, Roy Patel, he's a loan officer. He's here. He's local. He's moved here from Georgia. Um, and he's just a great guy, right? Like I'm over here working the room. Uh, once I got to a point where my business was sustainable and I had enough uh, clientele to where I can do those things without inviting everybody, then it kind of changed the focus. I started doing more uh, relationship-based happy hours, uh, Keeneland trips. You know, we got a horse racing track in uh, Kentucky. We take a couple of party buses down there, have a great time. Um, And it just became very relationship-based. Like I'm, I'm inviting my agents that are actually now my friends and they love to hang out and just, Hey, it's a great time. Right. So it was a, it's very different from what we were doing at the beginning to what it is now. So it's interesting because you mentioned that you moved to your current market. You, you didn't really know anybody. And here you are, you know, putting your, your money on the line to, to try and grow your business. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, early on when you're going to these events and, and like you said, working in the room, how much pressure are you putting on yourself? Or, or are you trying I, your best to just, just you know, act normal like you would in any social setting? Yeah, you, you, obviously the the funding is there, right? You're like, oh my God, my credit card t- bill is like 3000 4000 whatever. But then, you know, you figure out like, okay, well, happy hour prices are half off. You end up getting some of the sponsors that are coming to your events to help with sponsorship. Like, hey, I'm going to give you business cards. You're going to work the room with me. Help me, like help pay the half the tab. Let's do a giveaway, uh, things like that. So I, I, I relied on title companies, home inspectors, home warranty companies, and they were so, they were willing to do it because they didn't really have to do the legwork. They just had to show up and they show up and there's 80, 90 real estate agents and they're working it. They're getting value out of it as well. So um, I kind of minimized cost that way, but now it's like, well, you know, we have to keep pouring into it, right? We're doing an event uh, in December. It's called uh, Santa with the Sharks. It's at the Newport Aquarium. And I think it's like a $10,000 tab, basically, just to get 200 people in one room to take family pictures, have an all day, you know, aquarium day where you got... Um, face painting and things like that. The penguins are going to show up. So just doing family events with agents and your referral partners, it's just kind of a way to add value, right? So well, t- Tell me about where the inspiration for some of these these different events comes from, because, you know, anybody can go to a happy hour or even like a lunch and learn for realtors, but you seem to really get uh, creative with some of these ideas that you have. I, I mean, I have a business development coordinator on my team. She's, she has a marketing degree. So we always sit for at least 30 minutes, an hour, you know, once a week. And we talk about, hey, we're heading into the winter months. What's important? You know, obviously family's important. You got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas. So families are going to be together. You know, there's no need to do a happy hour because happy hour is more of an adult thing. So we're going to focus on family. Well, what, how do you, can you get families together? Well, 
They love Santa. Kids love Santa. Kids love sharks. Let's do that, right? So we just got to have to, we have to put our creative brain on, on the table and just say, hey, this is what works best. And this is what makes sense heading into November, December. If it was a summertime, if it was June, July, completely different thing, right? How can we get maybe a happy hour uh, Saturday evening on a rooftop bar in Cincinnati? That's a whole different atmosphere. So um, it's just talking through it and figuring out what makes sense during those moments. So maybe, whereas in the beginning, you know, you were inviting everybody, like you said, title agents, uh, real estate agents, CPAs, when you really didn't know many people. Now, you know, fast forward to, to the present time, and you've got a strong network of referral partners. So when you look at your events now, you know, who are you inviting? Who are you targeting? And then how are you tracking that? So, you know, we have obviously a list of our VIP agents or CPAs, and we have Excel sheets. So we start with that. We have... Uh, obviously, everyone's on Facebook because if you're in the business, you're going to have a Facebook page or you're on Facebook. So we do a Facebook uh, private page where we invite um, our realtors. And it's always the same database, right? Because if you keep doing it over and over, they'll already have a list ready for you. Like, hey, these are the people you want to invite. Yeah, these are the same exact people. But guess what? I met 10 more agents in the last six months. I got some more referrals or, hey, I want to build these relationships. Let's add them to the list. So we do it from the start of just keeping a track of who we're inviting we get the RSVPs through Google Form, so we track those like RSVPs. Once the event's done, there's a follow-up system. It's not just, hey, event, we had a great time, let's forget about it. No, we want to take pictures, we want to have a videographer there to take some videos, we want to scattered, we want to scatter the marketing out for the next few weeks afterwards to kind of help the agents go back to that day and realize like how much fun they had, right? Uh, and then it's thank you cards or follow-up phone calls like, hey, how was the event? If there's anything that we could do different, what would you recommend at that point, right? And just get positive, constructive feedback, right? Uh, so that's that's kind of the approach that we take. So the follow-up, it, it would seem, is just as important as the event itself. Oh, 100%. If you just do an event and then all of a sudden every day, you know, the next day, you're like, oh, we had fun, great time, thanks. Then you're not getting the ROI, right? That's not the game. The game is, hey, yes, you had fun, by the way, do me a favor. We took these pictures. Go on social media. Tag us. You know, let us let let's create that FOMO from where other agents weren't coming to these events or they weren't invited because maybe they're not business partners, right? Uh, but we want to create that FOMO. Like, oh man, Ravi, like you did the shark event. I didn't get an invite. Well, I don't know who you are, but let's get let's get to know each other, right? Because I want you to be able to come to these events, and you know, we're going to do one in a couple more months. We'll get you on the list there. So what is that feeling like for you? You know, when you have an event and there's so much buzz uh, in the community, in, in the local, you know, real estate community that people you may not even know are, are reaching out to you or they may say something to you in passing about hopefully getting an invite to the next one. Yeah, I mean, uh, it feels great, but at the same time, it feels like, man, I really need to make more phone calls, right? So it's like, I might have dropped the ball there. So it feels great, obviously, knowing that, you know, eight, nine years ago, it was a completely different type of environment where I was the one doing all the legwork and inviting and creating that buzz. But now, you know, doing it consistently for eight years, uh, the buzz is already there. They know like, oh, Ravi, his team, they're throwing an event. It's going to be a great event. We're going to have a great time. We're going to have swag stuff to give away. Um, it, it's an experience. That's the whole thing. It's like we create a client experience during the mortgage process. Well, during the events, we're creating a actual experience for anyone that attends that event. So. How much do you find that, that at these events, you know, people are really willing to kind of let their guard down and, and tell you some of the 
the things that they really feel about, you know, what's going on in their business, certain pain points. Have you been in situations like that where you've said to yourself, wow, I never would have been able to find this out if it wasn't in this particular setting? Oh, 100%. I mean, can you imagine being in a room with 30, 40 agents? They're all talking about real estate. They're talking about their business, right? They're wanting to, you know, pick pick other agents' brains on what's working, what's not working, and just being around that circle of um, conversations and being able to provide like, hey, well, one of my agents is doing this. Maybe let's talk about implementing that in your business, right? And just kind of having that conversation. But they also drop their guard when it's a family event. Now they're introducing their kids to other people, you know, where they're seeing a more personable side of you. It's not just a business side. Because, you know, once you get past the business side, that's when you kind of drop your guard, right? You got, oh, man, this guy has three kids. He doesn't sleep at night. He's just like us, right? So it's, it's, very, um, it's very eye-opening. It just depends on what the atmosphere is at that point. Bigger picture, uh, you're also big on going to networking events mm-hmm. in your community, and and you're just listening to you talk about all these different things you are doing and places you are going. You know, to me, it says that you are big on getting out from behind your desk and, and just getting out in the community and actually putting the effort in. So, so what what is your message to other LOs, other people listening to this about? The importance of doing just that, of, of getting away from your desk and really, you know, getting yourself out there and trying to help your business proactively. So from a from a loan officer perspective, the first thing they think of uh, when it comes to getting business is real estate agents. And, and what I would advise is that there is multiple different ways of getting business, right? Uh, everyone is in the process of wanting to purchase a home sooner or later. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're an agent or if you're working for P&G or whatever. So when it comes to networking, you know, take it as... Go there, introduce yourself, let everyone know what your um, what your profession is and get to know them. But it's not just the networking event as at that point. It's about what you do the next day. It's like, hey, Justin, I met you uh, yesterday. We had a great talk. I, you know, we talked for five minutes. I got your business card here. By the way, let's grab coffee. I just like to get to know you a little bit more, right? And you might not be in the real estate business. You might not be in the industry at all, but it's okay. You might work for a company that has 50 employees and you might know an HR director that said, hey, can you get me in for me to do a lunch and learn for your company so I can provide benefits of home ownership and educate your employees? And you're going to be like, oh, OK, yeah, I never thought about that. Right. So it's just like, you know, how do you go to these networking events? Who are you talking to? And then what does that follow up look like? Right. So it's just you have to be able to to cast a wider net, especially now more so than ever. So with higher interest rates, lower inventory, you have to cast a wider net. And that means that you have to step out your comfort zone. Last thing I got for you, when you when you reflect back on all the, the time and energy and, and money you have poured into the events, you know, that you have done from, you know, the start of your career up until now, you know, what has the impact been on, on you know, your ability to grow and scale and, and you know, produce uh, more and more every single year? I think it's every. I think the events and growing my team has probably been number one and number two when it comes to growing my business. It's it's not guidelines. It's not me picking up the phone. It's not me working on the weekends. I mean, those things are not unique in our business, right? Uh, those things are the bare minimum of what a job requires. Uh, but when it comes to doing these events, a building solid relationships with individuals that you're coming face to face with daily, and then having those follow up calls, and then building a team out to where they see the same vision as you. So they're having those follow-up calls. You know, I have a LOA that's, you know, once I throw an event, let's say I did Keeneland last week, two weeks prior, he's calling 50 agents, 50 of my top agents. He's like, hey, Ravi, I got it. I'll take care of it. And he's been with me for seven years. So all my agents know who he is. They know his wife. They know his kids because of the events. So when they hear from him, they're like, oh, Tony, thanks for reminding me. I did an RSVP. I'm going to RSVP, 
right? I can't wait to see you. So it's not just an extension of me. He, my LOA is involved. My business development person is involved. Uh, my junior loan officer is involved. So it's just, um, it's it's been the best thing, I think, from my business because I didn't really, again, know anyone when I moved there, right? So I couldn't just talk about low rates, low cost, or, you know, I close on time. Like, it had to be bigger than that. Well, you're, you're doing a ton of great things. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun yeah. in the process, Robbie. So keep up the great work, and uh, we'll look forward to perhaps an invite to one of your fun events uh, in oh, the uh, not-too-distant future. <laughs> Robbie Patel with You Mortgage. thanks so much for joining us. All right. Thank you, Justin. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.